tell. Hello. Use the false loop. Mr. John Marshall. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. What's up now? Spider friends, go for it. Transform and roll out. And I'll form the head. That's what she said. Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerdy Me Podcast. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Alan, today's going to be a fun podcast as we continue Avenging April. Is that what we're calling it now, I guess? Okay, as we continue April of Avengers, or however I've been saying it all month, we're going to do a hodgepodge, a potpourri, Mm. a variable mix and match of our favorite moments from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're going to play it loose and light and just have a good time with this episode. All right. We're just going to geek out over 10 years of fantastic Marvel movies. <laughs> How cool would that be if you went on one of those speed dating things and one of the questions were like Marvel-related movies and stuff? Oh, my God. Does it end with, will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> it might. <laughs> she looks like the Black Widow. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> anyway, so basically the format is we we came up with some I don't want to say topics, but just categories and we're gonna do our three most or at least whatever, depending on the topic. Yeah. And just give us a reason to really talk about the films. Uh you know, nice ten year retrospective of uh it's a little bittersweet. I mean I'm excited to see the movie, but part of me is sad that it's ending because I as we've been talking in other shows, it's gonna feel I, I for me it's gonna feel different, you know. It feels like something. There's a, this is a definitive end to a to an era, and whatever comes after is going to be different. Even if it's good, even if it's better, which I don't know if, how it could be, but um, it just feels like something really cool that we've been experiencing is ending. Kind of like when you're on a really cool amusement park ride and it's ending. You're like, oh man. I think with the Disney Plus, though, I think it's going to soften the blow a little bit, considering. You know, when you and I talk about on the Weekend Geek things that are happening on Disney Plus, I mean, I think that's going to help a little bit, you know. And, and obviously, we don't know what's going to happen at the end of Endgame. So, uh, you know, part of me feels like, yes, it's going to be over, but at least there's going to be a part of me that says, well, it's cool. We're going to see a lot of these characters still on Disney streaming. Right. And I think that's still going to be nice. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very. Like I said, bittersweet because we're having an end of the event. Like, because look, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is obviously going on. I'm super hyped for Spider-Man: uh, Far From Home. Um, but like for me, it just feels like closing the book on on a really great uh, ten years of fantastic filmmaking, and and then later this year we get to say goodbye to the uh, the Star Wars universe or this chapter of the Star Wars universe. Mm. So it's, 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 it's a year of goodbyes, I guess. Yeah. You know, I think the feeling I'm getting now is, you know, when the first, the, the trilogy of the Lord of the Rings, because it was so tight, you know, yeah. it was movie, it was one year apart, right? Each movie? Uh, yeah, I think they came out a year apart. Yeah. So I, I remember when, when Return of the King came out, think, I was thinking like, wow, am I ever going to experience something like this again? Like this, this, you know, three year experience, it was so tight because you and I grew up with... The original Star Wars trilogy, and there was like a good what three or four year gap in between movies, right? Yeah, about three years. Yeah, yeah, three years. So, it, like when the Lord of the Rings movies came out, I was like, "Wow, am I going to experience this again?" 
And here comes the Marvel Universe, and we're getting like two, two to three Marvel movies a year, wasn't it? Yeah, in the beginning of this two, and they brought up the three a year. Yeah, yeah, right. So, but that's the thing; they were, and they were still interconnected. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and and as we've seen the past few years, that's not an easy thing to do. Right. Yeah, you know, because of all the other franchise, all the other franchises that have failed to launch their quote unquote universes. Right. All right. Want to get started? Yeah. All right, I'm going to ask you, how about this? This is a simple one. I think this, this is the question that kind of started this this idea of this show. Um, top fight scenes in the Marvel Cinematic... So we're talking purely Marvel Cinematic Universe, correct? Right, we didn't go to the TV shows. I was thinking about texting you if we could do Daredevil, because I really wanted to use Kingpin on one of my lists, but I'm like, ah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, but I yeah. didn't. So we're not talking <laughs> the Netflix shows. We're not talking Agent Carter or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Uh, or in humans, <laughs> although nobody's talking about it in humans. So yes, just a what eighteen, nineteen, twenty movies. Yeah. Um, starting at Iron Man, ending at Captain Marvel. All right. Mm. Give it to me. Okay. Well, uh, what's what? What's the topic? <laughs> uh, your your favorite fight scenes across the whole span of those twenty odd movies. All right, so we'll go back and forth. I'll give you my number three. You give me your number three, then two. Then oh, we're going to go backwards. Okay. Oh, okay. We'll go back and forth. Yeah, all right. My number three <laughs> yeah. scene, fight scene, yeah. is the Cap Bucky Iron Man scene at the end of Civil War. Cap Bucky. Oh, that's that's a great scene. Because you don't know who – you can't root for anybody because you're just like – it's like when your parents argued when you were a kid. Mommy, Daddy, stop fighting. <laughs> oh, I sided with Mom. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, um <laughs> So, yeah, the Cap Bucky <laughs> Iron Man scene is fantastic. It's just, uh, you know, just it starts at the moment when he goes, did you know? Oh, yes. Did you know? <laughs> yes. And from then on, it's just a slobber knocker. And it's just the emotional. It's it's so awesome seeing Tony's frustration and anger of, of, of all the unresolved stuff he had with his parents that they foreshadowed in the beginning when he was doing that hologram thing when he was young. Um, with the parents saying goodbye and just, you know, the whole Bucky not, you know, being able to control himself, you know, because he was being mind controlled by Hydra. And, you know, even Tony says to him, like, do you remember their names or doing it or whatever? And he goes, I remember every single one of them. Mm. So he's, you know, that Bucky's got to carry that with him all his whole life. And then you got Cap, who's fighting his best friend. His, you know, his best friend from his new life, from waking up, to uh, to save his um, his best friend from being a child, and it's it's a position that Cap doesn't know what to do. But the thing is, Cap does know what to do. He he always does the right thing, and it's just and it's it's heartbreaking. The ending is heartbreaking when, I mean, we I think you would know you knew when he raised the shield, he wasn't gonna like hit him in the head or kill him or anything like that. But you know, Tony thought so. You know? Oh sure, sure. And and. Uh, just a whole total immature emotional response that shield doesn't belong to you that's my father's or yeah. my father you know yeah and he and then she didn't cap dropping it i was like what doesn't he say like you don't deserve it something like that yeah oh, so powerful. yeah so that so that whole fight scene was just incredible that's my number three <laughs> yeah you know i i like cap and i like his character but i would the scene that you just mentioned was probably the first time I thought of Cap like, ooh, 
did he do the right thing? Kind of when, like you said, when when Tony asks um, Steve, "Did you know?" and he's like, "Yeah," I'm like, "What?" Like yeah. you knew this whole time? I was like, "Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't sit well with me on that one." You know, yeah. and and because he did, I think it's a, it's a first time where where. You know, we just saw them fight each other, you know, Iron Man's team and Cap's team. But th- to hear that, you know, that that your buddy just killed my parents, like, uh, horrifically, you know, literally right. by oh, his hand. That was murder. Yeah. It was murder. <laughs> and to think, okay, wow, now now the stakes have changed because Tony has every reason to just to go all out and kill Bucky. Yeah. You know, so the level of intensity of that fight, like how like how far would Tony go? You know, because at one point Bucky's trying to leave, and Iron Man's like, "No!" And he just right. blows up that that lid thing and just falls the on hat, top yeah. of him. And he's like, "No, you're not leaving." And you know, even from my point of view, I'm, I was thinking like, "What? What's going on?" You know. But that's, well, well, that's a great scene. And what what the writers and the actors and the directors did so great in the scene is that, you know, I just said that Cap's always right, but then you bring up, well, was he right to hold the truth from Tony? Yeah. And that's that's probably the greatest area I can think of that Cap's ever had in any of these movies for for us the viewers. And the, the emotional aspect of it is you're on Tony's side emotion. Like, yeah, this dude, you sound this dude murdered your parents 30 yes. years ago. Or, yeah. You know. So the emotional part, he was like, no, I, you know, Cap's, I mean, uh, Tony's right. But then there's that, in the grander moralistic, you know, what is the moral thing to do to write, you know, the capital R, the right thing to do. And it's what Cap's doing. He's trying to, you know, he's not, he's not that he wants to fight Tony, but he's going to protect Bucky from Tony, you know? Yeah. And that is the morally, you know, and in a way he's kind of saving himself because given the opportunity, Tony would have killed Bucky. Oh, and yes. I'm, I'm really surprised they never even brought that up. Like Captain bring it up in the, in the dialogue. It's like you know, if you do this, you can't come back from it, type of thing. Yeah, you know? that yeah, that's so true. So, um, it was just just a great, well written, well acted, well uh, choreographed fight scene. Freaking Russos, man! Yeah, <laughs> they know what's up. <laughs> okay, well, my number three, boy, that's a good number three. That's a really good number three. That I, I'll be honest with you, I actually forgot about that scene, <laughs> but that's a good number three. So, my, my number three, I think I'm taking from the point of view of. Uh, well, let me just tell you what it is. It's the it's the, at the very end of Thor Ragnarok, when Thor finally unleashes against Hela's minions, and okay. the reason why I like it so much is because, you know, for, from my point of view, when whenever like you and I did, uh, actually this is with Jay back in like our early episodes, we did like uh, Marvel versus DC, and right. and like and I think the common consensus was you would pit Thor versus Superman because of the maybe the magical powers or or his power levels. And I always felt from like even Thor Ragnarok, I'm, I'm sorry, from the first, what was the first Thor called? Just, uh, just Thor. Oh, just Thor. Thor and then second Thor. <laughs> right? Wait, Thor. Yeah, just, or maybe Thor or just Thor? <laughs> I just Thor. I don't know, but you can tell which my least Thor favorite. Thor the Dark World. The second Dark World, <laughs> yeah. Um, you, I never really saw that kind of potential in him. You know, like, he just seemed, I don't know, maybe held back, I guess. I don't know if that was done by design by, by the directors and stuff. To right. Maybe, maybe not make me as powerful. But when when Thor embraces who he is and Odin says, what are you, the god of hammer? It's it's not about the hammer. You know, it, you're, you're the god of thunder. Right. And 
you hear the immigrant song from Led Zeppelin come on, and what an awesome choice. And there you go. You just see Thor light it up, and he flies up, and he's he's landing on the freaking Rainbow Bridge, and he is mauling through people. And I'm thinking, you know, this is the first time I think I've ever seen, like, one of these superheroes just all out, just go all out ballistic and just open up and show just how much of a badass Thor really is. And you never really saw that. I, I didn't really feel that. Maybe feel is a good word. And then I never really felt that from his previous movies. Um, you know, because even like in, in the first Avenger movie, it was kind of like Thor, Cap, and Iron Man. They kind of go against each other. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Thor should be really kicking their ass at this point. But right. th- this is probably the first time you see everything just get unleashed. Hulk freaking hulks out. He's taking on that big wolf thing. And then... You know, uh, Hulk's other buddies, Valkyrie, and, and all those guys are fighting too. It's just—it's a nice scene. I, I like when when you have your back against the wall and it's just a narrow path, and you have to fight your way through. And right. Again, visually, musically, it, it all came together for me. Yeah, I think uh, it's a fantastic take with Kiki. Does yes. a great job <laughs> framing framing the the the, the scene. Um, you know when he's. You know, coming down from the sky. Oh, yes. Uh, it looks like a painting, you know? Yes, yes. And uh, you're right. The music just really ramps it up. And and it's because of that scene when he does something similar in Infinity War, it pays off. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. Because you're like, yeah, this is this is the guy. This is the powerhouse we need in this battle against Thanos. Yeah. So uh, that fight against Hela and just that, that whole – and the Rainbow Bridge fight is just fantastic. <laughs> um, you know, even um, Banner jumping out of the, the ship, you know, and just, <laughs> he bounces just off. The he bounces. <laughs> um, it's just fantastic, and even even when uh, what's his name, the guy with the two guns, you know, he's like running away at first, but then he's like, "Screw it, I got to help." Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just that's a great, great underrated scene, and um, I wish I'd thought of that, <laughs> but it's a great choice. And Hemsworth does a good job with it. I mean. Um, I mean, we're going to talk about casting in a little bit, but what a great Thor. Oh, you know? absolutely. What a great Thor. Okay. What a, what's your number All right, two? Awesome. All right. My number two is uh, the end scene of Guardians of the Galaxy when um, with the starships, with the Nova Corps. Oh, I, you know, I was just watching yeah. that last night, actually. Okay. And I, I really enjoyed that because I remember when I was watching it, because I, I think it's, I think it was it was the first Marvel, you know, space story I believe, right? Yes. And I just got such reminiscence of Star Wars, like the first time I saw it. Yes, with the ships. that's exactly and what I, I loved, thought. I loved it, and I loved it was in atmosphere fighting, and I loved the net they created that they couldn't crash through, and I, I, just that, and the sacrifice of the Nova Corps. Right. You know, and and Rocket. Uh, taking what, who's left and kind of going toward the planet and then turning upwards and shooting upwards to destroy the ships and stuff. Right. I just thought it was a great end. It just, just a, because, and because of the reminiscent of, of Star Wars. And when uh, Peter Quill and Groot and I think Drax are on the ship while that the outside stuff's going on. Mm-hmm. And they just go through all the Kree soldiers, like, you know, and Groot, like, stabs, like, a hundred of them, whatever, <laughs> starts slamming against the wall. Just that whole end scene, I thought, was fantastic. It was, um, and even with Nebula and, and uh, uh, Gamora, you know, like, when she tries to save her sister and she'd rather, like, let go. 
Right. Yeah, so that whole end, end sentence was fantastic, Guardians of the Galaxy. Very it, thrilling. I, I like how they filmed it in a sense that you had this big space battle, but it was like, this sounds crazy, but I liked it because it was like in the daytime. Yeah. You know, it, like things like, wow, this is different. It, you know, it was like a space land scene or whatever. Yeah, and it felt it felt bigger. You know, when you, when you call your team the Guardians of the Galaxy, you're really putting a lot on your shoulders. <laughs> uh, but here they were; they weren't just they weren't just like six outcasts. They had a whole planet on their side, and they were taking the lead from them. And I just thought it was great, and just a great overall scene. And the end scene, of course, with the dance off and That's all awesome. that stuff, and, and take my hand, Peter, take my hand. Yeah, um, yeah, that that Yeah, I just and it was. I think of all the fight scenes, that was the most like fun if that makes sense yeah yeah just sat back and was like oh that's awesome yeah you know, where, where the first one you know, the cat bucky iron man was more uh, like the emotionally heavy and just choreographed real great and this is just a fun scene you know oh yeah just just shoot them up it's like a video game you know <laughs> it's like you know ain't boss out of video game right you gotta shoot your way through yeah, <laughs> yeah. no that's so true I, I like that. I, yeah, I, like I said, I was watching it last night and thinking, "Wow, this, this is actually pretty cool." Yeah, yeah. These, these guys know what they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> What's up with Kathleen Kennedy? What the hell? All right, that's another. <laughs> that's another show. <laughs> uh, okay, my number two. Man, I'm surprised. Okay, my number two, and I'm really surprised you didn't say this. I thought for sure you'd say that the freaking end scene of, of Infinity War is insane. It's crazy yeah. insane. Oh my god. Uh to see for the first is it the first time? The first time where you're truly seeing these guys getting their butt kicked. You know, uh just could they make it? Will they win? The odds are totally against them. Um you know this is Thanos's time to, to shine. You know well, I guess you know that they they were going to lose, but but the sheer intensity of all those creatures on the outside of the dome slowly pouring as as they're cracking in and then and then uh black panther says nope we're gonna open up a little sliver you know just yeah. to kind of force him to, to fight in front of them and just that whole battle scene was just truly epic and it's amazing how the russos were able to balance that big fight and another big fight with iron man and his group fighting thanos and they're both equally powerful both uh, balanced perfectly well one you know one is just mass hysteria and one is his sole purpose of okay we gotta get this infinity gauntlet off of him and and the whole weight of it is equal on both sides and i can't believe how well that was done and you got the side thing of of um shuri trying to take that stone out of uh vision at the same time right. so you have all that tension and weight all all happening at one time and it's just so so well balanced it's so well balanced and yeah like like you said earlier with with cap and iron man it's like shoot this whole entire time these two guys still still haven't even met yet you know we we still yeah. don't know what the relationship is going to be like uh up until you know in a couple of days we'll we'll find out but you know you have the whole infinity war going on and we have like a group of people that haven't even seen each other yet you know they're yeah. they're not even on texting basis you know <laughs> so uh but yeah that that's that's a cool scene um geez like even if if, if i had a pick scene to just even rewind like for fight scene wise that, that's definitely a cool one just blows my mind well there's two moments on the battle of wakanda that and one's a bigger moment than the other one but 
in a way, they're still kind of smaller moments of the whole entire battle yeah. that I just love. Because it just, I, I love when writers or directors or whomever makes these decisions can show us who a person or the type of character uh, a person is by a scene. And the the first part of the Wakanda battle is when when they start running toward the uh, monster, the aliens. And they're all running, to, they all leave at the same time. But then slowly, Black Panther and Cap just start taking off. Yeah. And yeah, I that's love right. it. I love it because you're like, all right, that's right. Well, Cap was bred to be the you know, ultimate human being, human uh, specimen. Yeah. And then, then you assume that Black Panther, you know, his, his whatever, his juice <laughs> lets him do this, <laughs> pretty much juice. the same thing. So they're not, you know, and they're almost <laughs> equal too. You know, they almost run equally because no one's better than the other. And yes, yes, that's 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 exactly who Cap and the Black Panther are. They're the leaders. I regard, you know, if they were still regular human beings, they'd still be at the front of that. Yes, you know? yes. That's um, a good but point. just just seeing them slowly pull away from the well, actually quickly pull away from the pack, I was like, oh man, these guys are just they're just like, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's go. That's I love it. Ooh. Yeah, and then the they're gonna one, go not. down, and Cap and Black Panther are like, no, we got this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so um, and then the other one was, and it's not, it's probably a bigger moment, um, but it's when uh, Proxima Midnight thinks she's about to kill Scarlet Witch, and she says something like, um, "You're gonna die alone" or something like that. And, oh yeah. And then you hear Black Widow go, "She's not alone." And then her and Nikoi are there, <laughs> and the three of them take her out. I think that's a great moment. Uh, do you think the, the the brothers are like, you know, when they're writing this and directing this, they're thinking, oh, the fans are going to go crazy with this. You know, like, ooh. <laughs> no, and I think, I think they're fans, and they say, oh, my God, that'd be so cool if we did this. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. And that's why, they, and that's why it works, because they know. Right. And they're good filmmakers, too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. Which so number my one? number one, I'm surprised you didn't say this. I... I gotta be honest with you, the whole time I'm saying, like, please don't say my number one, please don't say my number one. <laughs> it might be your number one, though. Okay. What did you give me number, number one? I don't know. No, did you give me your number one yet? No. Okay. My number one. <laughs> okay. And this might be your number one. It's the elevator fight scene in Winter Soldier. Oh, that's a sick one. <laughs> I effing love that. Dude, <laughs> I want that fight scene on a loop. What? Oh. <laughs> From the moment he says, before we get started, I would like to get off. From that moment to when he kicks the shield up back into his hand. I just need that on a loop. (laughs) That is such a great fight. We talked about choreography before at the Cap Iron Man Bucky. That fight scene is so awful. And that is Cap. Yeah. And literally in a box. You want to know everything about Captain America? Watch that fight scene. Yeah. (laughs) He's even nice enough to be like, look. I'm about to whoop all y'all, but <laughs> yeah. if you want to get off, this is your opportunity. He's so nice. Yeah, wow, they didn't think about that. <laughs> I mean, he's he, and and the first half of the fight is funny with one hand because they got him magnetized to the wall. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. still kicking the crap out of like nine <laughs> uh, shield agents. And the best part is, do you know how he knows it's a setup? Because one dude is so nervous, he starts to sweat a little. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's, this scene is so awesome, and then he he avoids them on the on the floor, and his plan to avoid them is to cut the cable so the elevator drops, <laughs> and then when it gets, stops and they're about to get him, he just like oh, I guess I'll jump out the window. Yeah, <laughs> I'll jump out the I'll break the glass and jump out the window. Ah, oh, it's such a great fight scene. You know when he jumps out the window 
it reminds me of um, Fantastic Four, where I think Johnny's going to flame on. And he goes, don't even think about it. And he says, I never do. And he flies <laughs> off. I'm like, that's that's the scene right there. Oh, there yeah. Oh, he's yeah. so good. I was going to say, when he landed, I was like, he's, I know he's cap, but he, he, there has to be a broken bone there. That's going to hurt. <laughs> that's going to hurt. <laughs> I saw the yeah. behind the scenes of this, of this particular whatever, and it's really impressive that you know, you would think that, well, I'm sure there was multiple takes, but there is a take of him, Chris Evans, doing this fight scene continuously. It, yeah. it, I don't know. How long is that scene? Five minutes? I don't It's a long. Yeah. Five minutes is long, if you think about it. So I don't yeah. even know if it's five minutes long. But, oh, yeah. okay. Maybe less than that. It's but, a long scene, but I'm saying five minutes is really long when it comes to fighting. So Sure. To but be, yeah, to be, scene. Uh, to, to fight and choreograph that scene, I mean, to see the behind the scenes part of it, uh, he nailed it. It's like, whoa, that did was it all the way through in one like he, one he take. Did, yeah, they did all the whole scene uh, behind the scenes, uh, and it's 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 very really impressive. They, they did a fantastic freaking Chris Evans. They're, Who knew? Yeah. Someone, whoever hired them, did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, so that's right. My, my all right, give me your top fight scene. I'm, okay, top fight scene. Thoughts about this too. This is what's. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll no, say that after you tell me yours. Okay, my, no, no, my, it, All right, my number one is when Cap actually finds out that it's Bucky. That fight scene. That that scene where they're on. Where are they? The, like the streets of DC or something. DC. What was that? Oh, oh, when his mask comes on, he goes, Bucky? And he goes, who's Bucky? Yeah, right? that, that whole oh, scene yeah. from the beginning. I mean, like, you have, let's see, it was, it's Bucky, Black Widow, uh, Cap, and that one guy, they, they, they were, like, threatening on the, on the roof of the ceiling. And then, and then Bucky comes with his, his caravan of mercenaries, and they, they ram the back of the car, and then Cap does his thing, he kicks the door, and they're all sliding down on the door. I mean, from, from right then, every time, there's this weird sound when, when the Winter Soldier comes on screen. It's like that screeching, whatever that sound is. Like, right. it's, it's this Bucky Winter Soldier theme song, whatever. And it's just so freaky, and he's like this machine, like this emotionless, you can't see his face kind of thing. And... He's just tearing everybody apart. And that just the yeah. hand-to-hand combat between Cap and Bucky is so cool. And again, there's behind-the-scenes footage of Sebastian uh, doing that hand-to-hand, and he's like flipping a knife like underneath his arm, and he does right. it. It's like, wow, that wasn't CGI. He actually fought like that, you know? And it, it's so cool. Like, And to see Cap fight in his civilian outfit, too, not as... You know, with his Captain America gear too, it just looks mm-hmm. so. Everyone looks so grounded. If anything, the, the guy that looks like more like the superhero is the Winter Soldier because he he's got his getup. But even you know, the Black Widow is just wearing her civilian clothes, and and I, I think in Falcon's just wearing like a T-shirt. You know, yeah, he has on his wings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 a really cool scene. That's the one scene I will watch freaking over and over again. It's so good. That is a really good scene, and he's. Uh, the Winter Soldier, he plays as Sebastian Stan plays it so relentlessly. It's almost like Terminator, like yes. You know? Oh, that's a good example. Yes. So it's a uh, yeah. I mean, that's a and you're right. The fight choreography on that is awesome. The, the with the knife thing because I think it's him and uh, him and Cap. Don't they like because Cap's trying to hit him or something? And he's flipping the knife around. Yeah, yeah. Like trying to get an angle to stab him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And that recognition, he's like. Bucky's like, who's Bucky? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. And it's just uh, the whole machine gun and the bus and 
the Black Widow using her voice recorder to distract them, and uh, yeah, I mean she gets she gets shot right. Is, is she Maria does. Hill she, she gets shot, and she's like like in shock, hiding behind right. a car, and you know she she kind of like throws Bucky off, and out comes Bucky, and then here comes Cap just running right at him, <laughs> you know, and he and then and then Bucky just takes this machine gun and just unloads a whole magazine of bolts right into him. Right. <laughs> and is and yeah, and at one point Bucky takes away his shield and so Cap just has to fight with what he's got. So I mean if you think about it, they they lost that battle. They were they did. the only reason they weren't killed right there was because the news helicopters were out there. Remember the guy pulls the other the shield oh, yeah. officer off and was like, no not a uh, Hydra I guess. The yeah. Hydra guy off him was like, no, not here. Yeah. Um so yeah, they lost that and it was a you don't think about how close it was, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. That's a great. That's a, that's a good pick, dude. Ooh, ooh, dude, that that Winter Soldier movie, man, it's got a lot of good fight scenes. It sure does. Yeah. All right, so those are our top three fight scenes. Boom. All right, pick a topic, Alan. Let's do. Hmm. Okay. Favorite moments. So a moment would be just doesn't have to be a fight. You know, scene just a moment where where. When you were in the movie theaters, you were like, holy crap. You know, like, what right. was awesome? You know, what was that? That was so awesome. Moment. Okay. Top moment. All right. Now, I, when I was doing my three moments, I was a little peeved because oh. two of them, two of them were in the trailer and one of them you knew was going to happen. But as I thought about it, I'm like, well, that's what makes me even better because I knew they were coming. Yeah. But when I saw them on the screen, it still like had an emotional impact on me. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. So my first moment is uh, the moment when Cap barks the orders and then he just looks at Hulk and goes, Hulk, smash. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> my God. That's awesome. <laughs> and Hulk just goes, Rrr, and then he jumps yeah. away and starts wreaking havoc on, on the monsters. Yeah. Oh, that was so awesome. And, you know, it was, it was like when, when Phantom Menace trailer came out and Darth Maul busted out his double-bladed lightsaber, we flipped out. Yeah. But because we knew it was coming, it kind of lost its power in the movie when he does it. Yeah. That doesn't happen here. That moment has the same impact when I saw it in the – and look, I watched the Avengers trailer a whole lot before I was in the movie. <laughs> so, but that moment was just so awesome. Wow. That, that is a good one. Ooh. Ooh. Because they, they, they finally get it together to kick butt. Right. You and know, again, that's – I mean, for me, that's the thing. It's like – it's how you build character. Like Cap – is that tactician, the strategist. He's telling everybody what to do based upon their powers. And he's got one word for the Hulk. Smash. Because that's what you do. <laughs> I'm not right. going to make it complicated for you, Hulk. <laughs> right. Do what you do, which is smash. Just get Love mad and, and destroy things. That's so appropriate. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Okay, my, my number three moment. Boy, I don't... I think I got my order wrong, but I'll, I'll say it anyway. Uh... My top three moment, again, going back to Infinity War, this has got to be on your list. But when Thor finally arrives in Wakanda, is that, that's got to be on your list, right? Right. Yeah. Well, no, it's, not, it's not on my list. Oh, it's on your list. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, I dig that one. And, and yeah, again, going back to freaking they're, – they're losing. I mean, they're just getting pummeled to the point where I think right before that scene, Cap is bombarded with those aliens. I mean, literally yeah. – piled on um Iron Man is too. yeah his his 
he's like like he's looking from his from his point of view his goggles are just covered with beasts and stuff yeah and uh yeah here comes thor and again the music the thunder and it was just like thank god yeah. <laughs> thor's back and he just goes bring my thanos <laughs> And grew, and then Rothor gets screaming. <laughs> it's cool. He just throws that freaking axe thing. It just spinning around like cutting grass. It's awesome. Hey, that that axe thing has a name: Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Yeah. Yep. And my ox. Yeah. So. <laughs> Bring me llamas. Awesome. Yeah, that's a good. That's oh, that's a great moment. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't take it. I thought about it, but my other two, I think, are. And their own ways better. Okay. And like I said earlier, I think that scene is very reminiscent of the scene in Ragnarok that you talked about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, all right. But that's a good one. I like it. Did you ever see that, like, uh, like someone was recording the movie in the theaters? Right. And... Oh, the, the, the reaction. The, the reaction, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah those are great. <laughs> the whole theater was like, wow. The whole place goes crazy. Did yeah. your theater go crazy? Oh, heck yeah. Are you kidding me? That, that yeah. one, and obviously, there's another scene in the movie where people went gaga over, but I would say that one probably has, like, the biggest presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, my, my next moment, um, again, I, I, I tend to go on emotions, uh, was very emotional for me. And again, I knew it was going to happen at some point, but the way they played it out, the way it happened, tore me up, and it's the snap. Oh, as they disappear, and and I, dude, I'd like talk myself down from being upset during the film as I'm watching this. I'm like, all right, Black Panther disappeared, but you know there's gonna be a sequel. It'll be okay. Spider-Man disappeared, but you know he'll be back. Like I had to tell myself, that. but even I mean, the Spider-Man disappearing was it. I was like, what? <laughs> Peter's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Stark, and he's apologizing for dying. I'm like, come on. And Tony's there. The only thing Tony ever wanted was not to be responsible for Peter's death. Yeah. And he's just sitting there knowing, well, not really his fault, but blaming himself, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the snap, knew it was coming, didn't know what it would look like, didn't know if they'd just disappear or whatever off the screen, but it was amazing. It was amazing. Every one of those melting away things <laughs> resonated. Even the Falcon who disappeared when nobody saw him. And then a couple of seconds later, you hear um, War Machine calling Sam. Sam. Oh, yeah. Like, and then Bucky goes, you know, when he disappears, and I grew, and Rocket's like, no, not again, right. not again, because he died already. Yeah, <laughs> what luck! But what a cool yeah, so, effect that they 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 decide to go with that kind of like ashes floating right. away. I mean, that's that's a great decision. That's true because you would think, like in the comic books, when they Thanos snap, they just disappear. Yeah. So this actually had this more tactile feel to it of people not only just dying but like i guess a feeling of of just you know disintegrating too. right you know i think i think part of it is i think they just disappeared it's sudden but with the with the with the gradual whatever melt ashing away it gives the other people and the audience their your mind to really think about what's happening yeah and you're watching them you're watching them disappear you're like oh my god you know <laughs> so uh yeah yeah, saw it in the snap. The snapping. The snapping in. What's snapping in? We were calling it until they decided to call it the decimation. 
Yep, so, that's, so my, that's my number two moment. <laughs> okay. My number two moment is, uh, and I, I think it's because I, I just like the movie a lot. You know, I'm sitting here looking and we're talking about these scenes and 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 I think that this scene, it's a really small scene, but for some reason I like it. It's from Captain America First Avenger. It's not even a fight scene. It's really when when Steve Rogers is right about to undergo the super soldier serum. He's sitting there with the doctor, Dr. Abraham, Erskine. what was it? Erskine. Erskine, yes. And they're just talking, you know, and and basically, you know, the whole movie, it's because you're going through maybe the first 30 minutes of the movie of just scrawny Steve Rogers and his desire to, I mean, really, it wasn't to be a superhero. It was to fight in a war, you know, and mm-hmm. he asked him, like, you know, what do you hate Germans? He goes, no, I, I just don't like bullies, you know, like, are you there to kill him? Like, no, that's not what I'm there for. And to see that guy, to, to be that scrawny guy, that, that complete underdog, and and to be stowed with that power of the super soldier serum, you know, uh, it, it's nice that, that the doctor picked the right guy. Because even um, Tommy Lee Jones' character, the colonel, whatever his name was, he's like, oh, this other guy, he's, he's like, he follows orders, he's like the perfect specimen. And, and the doctor's like, no, 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 no that's, that's not what it's about. And, right. and I think that little talk between him and Steve, you know, they're going to do shots and the doctor's like, oh, no, no, you can't drink. Right. <laughs> You're going to have a procedure tomorrow. <laughs> and it's just yeah. a nice, quiet the- uh, scene. And, you know, Steve was like, what is it about me? And, and, and the doctor's like, you know, a good man. That's what, you're, that's what he's looking for is a, is a good person on the inside because right. it enhances you, uh, who the person is when they take the super soldier serum. So I don't know. There's something about that quiet scene. I like those quiet scenes. You know? No, it's a great. Yeah, it's a great yeah. scene. And and we're not talking. You know, we just did our best fight scenes, and these are just moments. You know, these are yeah. these are moments that really do things for us. And that was a great moment. And and it it helps. Look, I, I can't gush enough about mo. You no, know, ninety nine percent of these movies and how well they were made and cast and you know written and directed. And Joe Johnson. Uh, doesn't get enough credit, I think, for the first Avenger. It's one of the one of the least money making of the movies. Even um, lo- not even rated high too. Right, and you can. But the thing is, you can you can definitely see the change in the universe when the Russos came. But um, those early ones, they mean you know. I rewatched Iron Man. Well, we both did. Um, Iron Man One is a good movie, and yeah. even Iron Man Two. Iron Man Two, for all its faults, it's got some good moments in it. It's, it's one I can rewatch more than than one or two other ones in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, those early movies were good, and they had a, it had an uphill battle. The first Thor, you know, they had to see: is are people going to want to see an Iron Man movie? Are people going to want to watch Thor? Is Captain America? First of all, they didn't shy away from Cap- Captain America. Was very wholesome and, and white bread. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they made that interesting for the movies. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's that's a feat within itself. So yeah, that's a great moment. That's a totally great moment. Okay, my last moment. I had to be. It's the first thought that came into my head. It's it's the uh, so uh, came out twenty twelve. I was forty. So it's it's at least probably thirty years uh, dream I had been waiting for, and it's the it's the group shot of the Avengers when the camera goes around them. And they're all doing their little pose. Oh yeah. <laughs> All I needed, I mean, to make that moment perfect would have been Cap saying Avengers Assemble. And I would have been like, boing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, 
it's what I've been waiting for. Yeah. You know, for 30 years. So that is my number one Marvel moment. Um, is, is it the best? No. Can I think of more exciting ones? Absolutely. But nah, the, seeing the Avengers assembled for the first time. That's a, that's a great scene. A dream come true. And I, you're right. How they film that. Like the camera kind of like uh, they're standing in a circle, aren't they? Right. Yeah. And the camera pans around them kind of the same way. And it's almost like they're back to back to each other. And it's like them versus everything else. The yeah, universe. That, that, <laughs> yeah, right, the universe. Yeah. No, that's that's a great scene. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, it's just a, it's just an awesome moment. Uh, and I think I think that takes place right before, you know, he starts getting like Iron Man tells Cap to kind of take over, um, you know, call the plays. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's when Cap yeah, starts breaking it down. And the thing is, we had been, you know, this, the Battle of New York's been going on for about five minutes at this point already. Yeah. But they've been fighting separately, you know. Right. They've been fighting separately. Now they're all in the same area. They got each other's backs metaphorically and physically. Um, and they look to Cap to take lead. And it's just a great moment. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great that's a great moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's something I, I think I can watch on loop too. Yeah. <laughs> loop that scene. Uh, okay, yeah. my number one moment here, and it, it's a moment I didn't expect to think that I would like, but uh, again, I think because we just recently did the rewatch of Iron Man, it's it's when we see is it the Mark One? Is that what's called the first Iron Man suit, the Mark One? The real bulky one that comes out of the cave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that freaking scene because I remember the commercials of this, and I don't remember if you saw the Mark One, but you just see the the gate being pounded by Iron Man. It's like pounding on the walls, and then boom, he comes out rocking and rolling. You know, here's here's you know, and at the same time, is uh, the other scientist that was helping him. You know, he's like, oh no no. You know, I'm gonna hold them off, and Tony's like, "No, no, no! Stick to the plan. Stick to the plan." He's like, "No, no, you don't understand." You know, and he he runs off and he, just to buy more time, and boom, here comes Tony or Iron Man, whatever, in that big suit and just kicking ass. And like, it's funny, they're just throwing literally everything at him. <laughs> He's just yeah. like nonstop, and it's a clunky thing. You know, it's it's a little clumsy. Like he, I think at one point he like punches something, he actually gets stuck on the wall. And yeah, then his arm gets stuck at the wall. Yeah, his arm gets stuck in the wall, his flamethrowers and stuff, and, and right before he leaves the cave, again he sees a scientist friend and he's like he has this moment, you know, hey we're gonna get out of here. He's like, No, no, no. I want it. You know, let let me have this moment. I want to be with my family. Because then you realize his family's already dead. Right, because he's talking about his family in his village and Tony thinks he'll we'll get you back to your village. Yes, yes. Okay. And and that that scene alone and then and then there, yeah, he steps out and he's freaking wreaking havoc. And every, again, they're throwing everything at him. And what I did, and you know, even though I know it's a movie, but when he flies off, like he jettisons off and he flies off and he lands in the sand, I'm thinking he should so be dead right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking that too. <laughs> he just, you know, takes the mask off and just spits out sand like, whoo. Like, no, 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 no. You should be like, uh, like they should take a mop out to yeah. mop you off of the sand. Yeah. There was no Shazam padding in that costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that's that's probably like my it's a top moment because you know Iron Man was the first movie that really started this, yeah. and that's probably the first big maybe action scene I've seen from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so, yeah, it's almost it's, it's almost like the Welcome to the Marvel Universe scene. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. It's the first time yeah. you see like a suit, 
you know, or, or a costume or, you know, and this is what this is what's going to happen here. And the whole entire time, man, I'm believing this thing's real. You know, at no point I'm thinking, oh, God, that looks so cheesy. Like right. the, the gears, the sounds, everything like this is can we is this real? Like, <laughs> can they did, they, this uh, did they build that real suit? Is that, yeah. Oh, yeah. That no, is random. Yeah. yeah. No, it looks yeah. good. No. That's okay. a good moment. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. What we're going to talk about. All right. I told you, man, we're going to nerd out on this topic. All right. Why don't we go to. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Let's do. All right. Let's go. Favorite. Heroes. Oh, favorite heroes. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you start us off? Favorite heroes. Well. Okay. I'll go with my number three. My number three is Iron Man. And I'm going to say okay. that because prior to the Iron Man movie, and I knew of him in comic books, and I, and I would read him, but I didn't really care for him too much. You know, he was just one of those characters. I mean, you knew he was there. And let me tell you, right. I know I know, I know, know one of our guys at Fraternity loved Iron Man. And I was like, oh, okay. You take Iron Man. I'll take my Spider-Man. Um, but he was just a character that just didn't resonate with me. But that all changed after the movie. After the movie, I was like, Dude, that is freaking cool. So yeah, Iron Man. And, and yeah, yeah, and and every scene that oh, is it Iron Man or is it Robert Downey Jr. that I like? Huh? Because <laughs> <laughs> when when Downey's on screen, boy, that guy's magnetic. I'll say Iron Man. All right. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number three is I'm gonna say Peter Quill. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, because he's such a... Uh, look, he's obviously a hand solo homage, I guess is the, the polite word for it. Yeah. Uh, but he's just fun. Look, Chris Pratt, he's just... He's fit for that role, and he's... Peter Quill's got a great arc about his mother dying and meeting his father and finding out he's half God or whatever. And, uh, you know, he's... He... he, 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 he in that mold of Han Solo, he he gets away with everything, but he barely gets away with everything. You mm. know, um, that's a good way of saying it. And he's just he's fun to watch. You know, there's never there's never a dull moment on the screen when it's Peter Quill's there. And even though he screwed up the whole, you know, a lot of people were mad about him. You know, punching uh, Thanos when they were trying to get the glove off him. Um, but it's totally in his character. You know what I mean? He's oh, yeah. impulsive like that. Yeah. So I just, and I just like to like the current and he's someone I didn't. Um, well, see, I don't want to blend the two different topics we have, but yeah. So I would say Peter Quill is you know, number three was hard for me. It really was. My first two came spilling right out. Number three, there was a bunch of choices, <laughs> but I chose. Uh, I'll go with Peter Quill. Cool. Uh, my number two is Peter Quill. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a guy where. When they mentioned that they were going to do Gardens of the Galaxy, I had in my mind what I thought the Gardens of the Galaxy was supposed to be, I think, if that makes any sense. Right. And it was, and I read the Gardens of the Galaxy back in, what, the late 90s? or No, no, early 90s. Right. And definitely was not who I thought it was going to be. And so it was, I think I liked the character more because it was a surprise. Like, I really thought, when they mentioned Gardens of the Galaxy... Man, I probably told you this. I said, oh, great. This is Marvel's first bomb. Right. Yeah, we both thought it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of that's on the strength of the writing, the directing, and the actors. You know, they're, yeah. they're engaging. They're, they're, they're fun to watch. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, okay, my number two favorite heroes. Now, if we'd done this 10 years ago, I would have said this is my number one, just mm-hmm. in general. Uh, but in regards to Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's um, Spider-Man. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, I was so happy. I was so ecstatic when we found out they made that deal with Sony to use Spider-Man. When he makes his appearance in the Civil War trailer, I was like, what? <laughs> and then they sealed it with his movie, uh, his first movie. And I was like, this is the bomb. Um, <laughs> such a great, though I think the most comic accurate depiction of Spidey we've ever seen, you know? Yeah. And I think it's just, uh, he's just fantastic. It's it's the, the characterization, the relationship he has with Tony. Um you know, Aunt May, how he's treated at school. I mean, you know, his his bully Flash is a little is weak in my opinion. But other than that, yeah, it's uh, it, I think Spidey's great. The way he adapts to using the costumes, um, yeah, he he makes you believe he's he's the Spider-Man we read comics about. I mean, that moment in his movie where the the vulture drops the 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 roof on him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and he's, he, you know, he's crying for help. Somebody yeah. help me! Yeah, I need help. And then he just kind of figures out he's got to do this on his own, and he gets the strength to do it. That's pulled right out of the comics. Absolutely. Uh, so absolutely, yeah, love that moment. That's a great Spidey moment. It, it it totally is, and and I I think I like the fact that uh, it's the first time I think that we've seen Spidey being played really truly as a teenager. Right. You know, I mean, I, I like Toby's version too. But he never. I, I never bought that he was just a young kid because even in in the in Toby's version, I know it's not part of the Marvel Cinematic part, but the movie really starts off more like they're all seniors in high school, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, and so like when you read the comic books, I mean, there's a good portion where you know Peter's just this nerdy high school kid. I think he's like 15 when he gets his powers. Yeah. So yeah. so how how they how they got Tom Holland to play that role at that kind of like teenage years like the kid nails it yeah he does a great job with it yeah okay and then what are we doing uh oh favorite heroes okay and then and then <laughs> my, my number one uh captain america uh he's one of the characters where if i had to pick a character that had like if you had to look at his his story arc from first avenger winter soldier um you know the avengers movies infinity war He's probably has the most, um, I guess, side quest in life in the sense that, you know, especially in Civil War where, you know, he's he's fighting this battle between him and Tony. But also, it, it's also that mo- moment in the scene where he loses Peggy also. And he, it's, it's like they always remind us that he's still a, a man at a time. And he's so vulnerable when when he talks about his personal life you know like when he's cap he turns on the switch i'm cap i'm i'm brave i'm very serious and when peggy dies like even when there is a meeting he's like i gotta take this phone call and he, he leaves the guys he's on the stairwell and he kind of puts his you know his, his hand on his on his forehead and he, he finds out that that you know peggy died and it's he just looks so vulnerable you know and and when you see his story arc to go from that and then he he leaves the Avengers, he leaves Tony, and then you see him in Infinity War, he's just a man on the run. He's 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 got his beard on, his outfit, he he ripped off his red, white, and blues, you know. And and again, now we know in in Endgame he's a changed man. 
And so when I think of his character alone, Jez's character, on how it's it's changed throughout the whole movies, like all the movies, he is a little bit different. And you can see how he struggles with his time period and he struggles with his life, the responsibilities of being a leader, or maybe he questions his own leadership and stuff. Uh, I, I like his character. Um, you know, I, I don't think you could say that with, like, Hulk. You know, he's basically right. Hulk. And so when I think of favorite heroes in the cinematic universe, I probably would lean more towards Cap. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Well, he's my number one also. Oh. And the thing is, you know, we've known each other for years, you and I, and you've always liked Cap, even in the comics. I was never huge on Cap in the comics. I liked him better as an Avenger in the Avenger comics than when he has his own storylines. Yeah. But I love the MCU Captain America. Like, it's just the perfect rendition of this guy and uh, because of everything you said and you know there's got to be a this is a guy that only wants to do good but you know you know he ends civil war thinking that he he's part of the reason the event there is no more avengers you know what i mean oh yeah, yeah um but he still goes back to the raft to save the ones that were in jail right you know um and they're on the run and you said he ripped off his red white and blue i always thought it was like like, I want to know the story in between Civil War and Infinity War because they're still out there doing good. I know. So I just, I, I just look at it as, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I just look at it as, as it being worn down, you know, like. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. It's been, like, they're still, they just don't have Tony's unlimited money to get, you know, to get better costumes and better Quinjets and things like that, you know. Right. They have the one they stole. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, it's really just, um, uh, to me, I always assumed they were always still helping people, like almost like an A team. If you can find, uh, yes, them. yes, behind the scenes, <laughs> you can hire the A team. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but Cap, I mean, I can watch all three of those Cap movies at any moment, and it's just, uh, and I think a lot has to do with Chris Evans. I mean, of course, it's the writing and the directing, but Chris Evans plays this guy so perfectly. Um, it's like he was meant for the role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember when when they casted Chris Evans. I think you and I were like, "What?" Yeah, and he's it's like, "I don't know." He's the Human Torch. How can like how could they choose yeah. the same actor for for two iconic roles? So it wasn't even that far apart from each other, right? No, they weren't. You what? No, maybe no, maybe five years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so pretty balls, right? And I re- I read somewhere that they they wanted Chris Evans pretty early, but they had they struggled with that. Can we cast them again? You know what I mean? Yeah. So they they're like, and then they just said, "I know he's right for the part. Who cares if he was a human torch?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So that's why Cap. I mean, everything you said and, and whatever I added on, he's he's he is the best. And that's why, look, we all every the way the actors and all that are talking, whether he dies or just retires or goes off into the sunset, this is probably the last time we're going to see Cap in a movie. <laughs> or at least it's Chris Evans Cap. So yeah, I'm going to see. I'm going to enjoy every every Endgame moment. Yeah. All right. Hey, wouldn't you flip out when when the movie's all said and done, and they're like, "Oh, hey, guess what? Chris Evans and and Robert Downey they all sign up for another six years." <laughs> yeah, and they're gonna have to call it. To, they're gonna they're gonna have to name it like a law firm. Uh, oh, yeah. Disney <laughs> Evans and Downey. <laughs> Disney yeah. Evans and Downey. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, or or, or, or the end, at the end of Endgame when it, when it says you know. So and so will be back. It's like Captain America will be back in Captain America Four. We're like, what? What? <laughs> Captain America Four. Just kidding. That's <laughs> I. All right. Pick a topic. Pick a topic. Okay, let's do. Ooh, 
Okay. We did favorite heroes. Let's do top villains. All right. Favorite villains. Yeah. Shall I begin? Oh, sure. Okay. Now, one of the criticisms of the Marvel Cinematic Universe for the past few years has been their villains. Uh, in the beginning, at least. So it's no surprise that my my top three all come from movies from 2017 forward. Um, so my number three is Hela. Okay. What a great... I mean, she's just... You needed... if You know, obviously Thanos was being saved for the big movies. But you needed a villain that could stand up to Thor. Loki wasn't that guy, and the Dark Elf wasn't that guy. Mm-hmm. But Hela was that woman that could stand up to Thor. Yeah. And and gives you the excuse to unleash Thor, too, the way we talked about earlier. Um, I think he's characterized great, um, kind of puts a whole twist on on Odin being this benevolent leader. She's like, no, nah, I'm his oldest daughter. We were warmongers. We, we conquered. Yeah. And then he got us. Then he got soft hearted and put, you know, locked me away and uh, you know changed the narrative. Right. Um, you need, now I'm back. He's dead. I'm back. I'm taking over. He's got a problem. <laughs> And the way she dispatches the Warriors three is just insane. Oh, very quickly. Just insane. Like without thought. Right. Well, the first two, Hogan and no, not Hogan, uh, whatever the first guy, you know, Zachary Liv, Levi, 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 and the, and then the big guy, um, and then uh, Hogan, thank goodness, puts up a bit of a fight, you know. Yeah. But then, uh, yes. <laughs> because of that scene, we have Shazam now. So. Yeah. Well, now you got, and then <laughs> even just, just hell of fight inserter is an awesome scene at the end, you know. Yeah, that it destroys is. Asgard. Yeah. Who do you think won that fight? Well, Asgard got destroyed, so I'd say Surtur. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. My top villain. I'm gonna go with uh, number three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Number three. Okay. My number three is Bad Bucky. So just basically the Winter Soldier. Bad Bucky. <laughs> Bad Bucky. Yeah, when he's a freaking assassin. And the big reveal when, uh, oh, what was his name? Robert Redford. He's like in his house and he's pouring a glass of milk. And there's Bad Bucky sitting there. He's like, oh, hey, you know? And you're like thinking, like, oh my God, this this is, this guy's an assassin. And then I, I just think about, again, how, like what I said earlier, he just cold blooded murdered Tony's parents, like with his literally with his bare hands it's right. it is so brutal um but you're right as bad guys in the marvel universe maybe there aren't as strong but you know bad bucky i'm going with bad bucky yeah well bad bucky's that's a great one because we're we, you know we talked about hey he's like a killing machine terminator even even the last fight on the on the helicarrier you know like you don't there's like steve's begging him and talking i'm not gonna fight you you're gonna have to kill me oh yeah he's like okay (laughs) (laughs) you know so it's really surprising when he pulls him out of the water and he even asked him later why you pull me out of water because i don't know you know um yeah i mean that's a great and i think sebastian sand is a good thing does a great job and this that's one of those moments where i wish i didn't read the comics because as soon as we, they, you know, you and I read the, the story, the Winter Soldier, right? And when you when we read the story, we were shocked that it was Bucky, you know. Yeah. But when the movie came out and they said, "Oh, it's going to be Captain America Winter Soldier," we we're like, "Oh, we know." Yeah. <laughs> so I wish, you know, that was one of those moments where I wish I was like the general public, and I got to be surprised that yeah. it was like, like I don't know, was it really a surprise to the general public, or did they kind of guess? I don't know, but it would have been nice if if we could have been part of that. Yeah. 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 
But yeah, I, I definitely awesome. don't regret reading those books because Brubaker killed it on Captain America during his run when he brought that Bucky. I mean, holy crap, he did such a good job with that. Yeah, that's a great pick. You know what's funny? You know what I love about that pick? That he's a hero now, but you picked him as the villain. That's great. Boom. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like Bucky wasn't even on my list of villains to choose from. Bad Bucky. Good call. <laughs> okay. All right, my number two, uh, The Vulture from Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. What? Well, first of all, Michael Keaton just blows <laughs> What? <laughs> and then the scene in the car oh. where he's like, if I will murder. He's like, look, walk away. It doesn't involve you. Yes. But if you get my way again, I will murder you and your family. I was oh, like, God. what? <laughs> now go have fun with my daughter. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that was creepy. Yeah, I mean, the Vulture was such a great villain. Like, from uh, obviously the acting of Michael Keaton, the 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 look, the Vulture in the comics, an old bald guy in a, in a green suit with wings. I yeah, mean, he looks ridiculous. He but they they made him so badass. You know, with the flight suit and the, yeah. and the really cool wings, it was just a great, great um, characterization, great change. Um, again, I can't say enough about Keaton and the writing and just the visuals. You know, uh, he just looks fantastic. I have a question for you. Yes. At, the, at the end of that movie, because you know Spidey saves saves him. I mean, basically, just doesn't kill him, but you know, right. just kind of wraps him up. And then, and then we see the Vulture in prison. And the guy with the tattoo, it was a scorpion, I guess, maybe. Right. And he's like, hey, does he say something like, you know who Spider-Man is? And Vulture says, no, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. Did you think he had a change of heart at that at that moment? Like, like he doesn't truly hate Peter Parker? No, uh, no, I saw it as he, he he wants to kill Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Oh, save it for himself, you mean? Yeah. Ah, uh, I get yeah. you. Well, it's like, I tell this guy, he's going to get around, and then some dummy out there is probably going to get lucky, you know? Oh, uh, I, I, I thought he had maybe a slight change of heart only because Petey was dating his daughter. You know, like... Well, no, the, no, remember the daughter and the family leave? They left, they moved across country, the mom oh, and the daughter. that's right. So he's probably angrier at Peter. Ah. Um, yeah, so he, um, no, because I, I, it seems like they're building up the Sinister Six. If you count the Scorpion, Mysterio, who's in the next movie, um, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And and, and the Vulture, so. Cool. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. That was my number two. Go ahead. All right. My number two is the Red Skull. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the Red Skull. I like him a lot. <laughs> uh, I like him. Why do I like him? Visually, I think he looked good. Visually, he looked great. Um, I like that he was... He essentially is equal to Cap, by all mm -hmm. means. It's the same serum that they took. But, like I said earlier, the serum is supposed to amplify who you are on the inside. And on the inside of the Red Skull was this downright evil person. And what you saw visually was that. Like, what what does evil look like? Well, there you go. That's, that's evil right there. You know? It's basically Skull, and you're so evil, your face is red. So... Yeah, I like the Red Skull. Um, yeah, I thought he was he was a good enough bad guy to to go up against Cap. You know, I mean, like he's Cap's beating up Nazis, and he was a Nazi, so uh, that's that's okay in my book. So, of bad guys again, like you said earlier, I, when it comes to bad villains, 
in the Marvel Universe, there aren't, I don't think, any really super strong ones, but yeah. I like the Red Skull. I mean, like, when he showed up in Infinity War, I was like, oh, I wonder if he's going to come back. And, and, you know, it, the character kind of did, and I was, I, was, I was happy about it. Like, when I heard the voice, I'm like, oh, it's the Red Skull. Like, what's he doing here? <laughs> like, what, what's his point in this movie? And it got me excited again, you know? Like, ooh, are we going to see a rematch, you know? Uh, we didn't see it, but I was hoping for that. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to push back on this a little bit, and I understand your choice. I just think they didn't develop him as a character. I think he's a great character. He's got a lot of depth in the comic books. I just don't think they developed him um, very well in the one movie. And this is a guy, and, and not that they had to in the one movie, but to kind of do him the way they did. Like, if they knew they were going to bring him back for part two or something, that you could develop him more. Maybe that would have been, you could understand his lack of development. Because you got to you got to service the hero in the origin movie. You know what I mean? Sure. So I get it. I mean, visually great, you know, best representation of Red Skull I've seen ever on film. And, um, and then almost in a way, I feel like they wasted the act of Hugo weaving. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I can see why you could choose them. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. All right. My number one was, and this kind of surprised me, uh, was Eric Killmonger. Oh, that's a good pick though. This is a guy who's, I think, out of most of the villains, if not all of them, you you kind of say, look, he he's kind of right. Yeah. The only thing wrong about this guy is his methods, you know. But he's right, and and he goes out like a champ too. He's like, when Black Panther wants to save him, he's like, no, he's like, let me die like like my ancestors. Yeah. You know that, that jumped off the ship rather than be slaves. You know. Um, and he was right. He didn't want Wakanda to hide anymore. He wanted Wakanda to be proud of their accomplishments and, and what they could do and, and be leaders in the world. I mean, he wanted to conquer the world, but he, like I said, his methods were not great, but his, you could kind of side with his rationale of everything. Right. Um, and in the end, he does change uh, Black Panther's mind about a lot of things. Except right. Black Panther. Yeah, and Black <laughs> Panther does it obviously in a, in a less murdery way. So yeah. he goes about it. But yeah, I thought Eric Killmonger was a great villain. I think it was, um, yeah, if we assume that he's truly dead, I think it was poor choice of killing him. Yeah. Uh, and played by uh, Michael B. Jordan, fantastically, you know. Sure. So, uh, yeah, so Killmonger, that's, yeah. My, that's my favorite villain. Yeah, he was good. Uh, I, I would say after seeing him on film, it's like, wow, this guy's a bad guy. And a good, good, good fleshed out story back. Like you said, it's it's kind of like you actually feel for him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. So my number one is I'll go through this quickly. Hella. I like Hella. Hella a lot. And I think, and I think if you didn't have someone like Hella, it, it doesn't amplify what we what what I liked from Thor. Um, you know, like they say, you can only really define how good a a bad guy a good guy is by the bad guy, and. And I thought they, they did a job with that one, too, because she was. <sighs> Who's the actress that played her? Is it a B? A Blanchette. Kate oh, Kate that's Blanchette. right. Kate Blanchett. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She's one when they cast her. I was like, what? Like, you know, I, I didn't understand that casting. Mm-hmm. But she totally embraced that role. Totally embraced it. And I, and I think that's why I like it so much. Yeah, she did a great job with it, and I think, and I think Tika Wititi leaning into the whole comic book aspect of it, like giving her the horns and stuff. Like this is this is the only movie where they all have 
their proper helmets. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> you right. know, Thor's got wings, Loki's got horns, yeah. Hela's got horns. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I think Odin had horns at one point on his helmet. So, yeah, it's just, she did a great job, and she chooses scenery. She she's such a bad, good bad guy. She is, yeah. yeah. She, she totally seems like she really enjoys playing that playing that role. So yeah, like she has fun playing it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sultry. I like her. <laughs> very like a very sexy villainous. There you go. There you go. Okay. All right. Who picked that topic, me or you? Uh, I think I did. All right. Let's go to. Characters who are better in the movies than they were in the comics. Oh, okay. I mean, you're number three. Wait, did you say character? Well, whoever. It was better in the movie than in the comics. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, yes, yes. Okay, what I what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> when the movie was better than the comic, my number three is Black Panther. Uh, Black Panther, I love the movie. It blew me away. Um, I read Black Panther in comic books. He's like a loner. Even when you told me he was part of the Fantastic Four, I was like, what? I don't remember that. And, and like, I don't think anyone really cared about it at that time, too. Right. But uh, he's a character that's here and there. I know that they've had, you know, solo series uh, for him, and I don't think it ever really took off. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was just like such a... He was there, you know? I mean, he never really impressed me at all. They never really exploited how how powerful he really is. And... and and because they always talk Wakanda is like this unknown place and they hit it almost too well in comic books where in the movies it's like okay this is Wakanda this is what it's about and we are actually way better than you and <laughs> yeah the Black Panther movie was just way better for me my appreciation of Black Panther is, is way different than what it was before because before he was just he was just there you know and now okay. he's like a legitimate like top tier superhero and and again, they did a great job fleshing his character on the movie. Oh yeah, they did a fantastic job with him. I I like the Black Panther on screen a lot more than I like him in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, my number three was the Black Widow. Oh, um, there you go. In the comic book, she's she was Tony Stark's girlfriend. She was Hawkeye's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was an Avenger. She was Daredevil's girlfriend. Um, <laughs> the Avengers know. mattress. I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, so but she's none of those things. Uh, were she's not dependent on the guys in any of these in any of her movies. She premiered. She's pretty much a second, well, third if you count the Hulk, Marvel superhero because you had Iron Man one, the Hulk, and then you had Iron Man two, and she premieres in Iron Man two, and she does. Scarlett Johansson does a fantastic job as the Black Widow. Yeah, and. You know, we you know we you just made the joke that she's an Avengers mattress. I don't even think she's. Oh, she kissed Steve in one movie, the the fool people. Like I think that's the most she's ever done in any of these movies. Yeah. Um, but she's great, and she's she's totally can hold her own with the with the God of Thunder and and all these other powerful beings around her. Um, and she's just a normal fighter. You know, she gets Loki to reveal his plan in Avengers. Yeah. Um, you know, he gets to call her a mule and Quim. Which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just think the characterization of Black Widow in the movies is so much better than it's been in the comics. Um, I found her very boring when I read comics. You know, she added nothing to anything. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but she's she's great. She's got her, and it's it's ridiculous that it took this long for her to get her own movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
no, she's she's fantastic. Even with the the casting of her, I was like, oh, okay. But now she just totally owns that character. Uh, yeah, like again, it's watching these movies, you have a better appreciation as to who they are in the comic books. Actually, it's like I want the comic books to now live up to these movie versions too. Right. Yeah. So uh, again, movie better than the comic book. I said it earlier, Iron Man. I was not a big Iron Man fan before. Uh, after watching Iron Man one, I was sold. And again, I don't know if it's Iron Man or Robert Downey, but it's maybe it's a. I'm sure it's a combination of the two. But the Iron Man movies, his, you know, every time he suits up, it gets me every single time. It's so cool, and and again, it's it, I, and I want the comic version to be the movie version. I want to see a likeness to Robert Downey. You know, I want to see that. I'm not crazy about the nanotech armor infinity war it's almost too easy for him right but i get it i get like if you're gonna go to thanos you can't go up there with like a volkswagen wrapped around your body you need something a little bit special so i mm-hmm. i do get that but um but other than that you know i Iron Man, the iron man movies give me a different love more than the comic book itself okay yeah definitely i i mean i read iron man um he has ups and downs but Okay, I get it. All right, my number two was Ant-Man. Oh, okay. Scott, Scott Lang Ant-Man. I think the characterization of him is fantastic. He's funny. They really play into the family man aspect of it with his daughter, uh, which they did in the comics too, but not as successfully, I don't think. I found Scott Lang in the comics kind of boring. I always kind of liked Hank Pym. Hank Pym went through an identity crisis. He was Ant-Man, he was Giant Man, he was, you know, he was Yellow Jacket. He was all these different things. Um, but... I think, and I think this is a lot, mostly due to Paul Rudd's portrayal of Ant-Man. Um, you know, he's like the fanboy when he meets Cap and he's helping them out. You know, it's like, hmm. and it's so funny because he, it's like he doesn't even think. Like Falcon's like, I know a guy, and all of a sudden he's in the back of the van sleeve. He's like, oh, okay, I'll help, whatever. Hmm. Like he doesn't know who's right or who's wrong. He's like, all right, all right, I'll do this. <laughs> um, you know, and any fanboys out, and he, oh, he goes to Scarlet, which oh, you, you know, you're cool too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it's just it's that it's that he's the closest to thinking like, a, you know, that every man, the, the quote unquote, every man can be a hero thing, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, OK, my my number one where I thought the movie was better than the comic. I got to see Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I went into that movie thinking it's going to be Marvel's first flop. I had no idea. I didn't know any of them. Honestly, I, I, let me think. Did I know anyone? Oh, no, no, no. I knew, um, oh, what's that guy's name? The blue guy, Yandu. I was familiar with Yandu, but okay. everyone else, um, no. Not, I mean, not really. And, like, now when I think Guardians of the Galaxy, I, I cannot think but these guys, Peter, Peter, Peter Quill's crew, um, so this is why I, I thought it was better. And I, again, I read Guardians of the Galaxy in the, the comic books, and it's, it's a totally different cast. But boy, th- this group right here, uh, their chemistry together, how they, they, they're all personalities, it really gelled with this one. And I remember walking away from that movie like, holy crap, I can't believe how good that was. For, for characters I knew extremely little about and you know, didn't know what to expect from it, and it, it killed so that's yeah, Guardians. Yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, man, you gotta love the casting. Uh, 
All right, so my number one is the Falcon. I hated the Falcon in the comic books. I thought he was one of the most boringest heroes ever. <laughs> I really did. I the dude had wings, and in the comics, he can he can like mentally talk to his bird. Yeah, you know. Um, I love the Falcon in the movies. I think he's the perfect. Um, I want to say replacement, but the perfect replacement for Bucky. Uh, he's he's not a sidekick at all. He's he's an equal, and Steve treats him like an equal to Captain America. Um, but he he understands Cap's skill set and and skill um, and leadership ability and defers to it, and he's there to support him. Um, I love his flight suit. I love Redbird. I love it all. I like he's a wise wise guy and. I think the Falcon on the screen is a thousand times better than the Falcon in the comic book. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, Al. So we've talked a lot of different things. So um, our last few things we're going to talk about are, well, we're going to give each our top three movies, favorite movies of, of uh, the MCU. Um, and then uh, we're just going to do some quick questions. Okay. Oh, okay. So we can do best movies. Yep, my top three favorite movies. Okay, 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 okay. Gotcha. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> yes. All right, three. my number three, really quick, simple. Iron Man. I've said it. I don't know because we saw the movie. We, we talked it to death in our <laughs> previous podcast. But I really like Iron Man. It's it's a movie that it was the first movie. It it stands. You know, like when you think about like some movies just doesn't hold over time. Uh, this one does. Ten years later, the, the special effects, the visuals still look good. Downey's awesome in that movie. Um, everyone works well together. It's 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 the movie that started it all. Um, so I would say, like, even rewatching, I, you know, when we talk about rewatching Iron, or doing podcasts in Iron Man, it's like, oh heck yeah, I got no issues watching rewatching Iron Man again. So uh, okay. Iron Man is my number three. Awesome. Mine's Avengers. Um... Like I said, it's it's a fulfillment of 30 years of comic book reading, um, almost like X Men One. But even X Men One to me was a little disappointing. They didn't put him in the costumes. The fight the fight scenes weren't that great. So Avengers was just the perfect. At the time, it was the perfect comic book movie. And again, this came out after Dark Knight, and Dark Knight is a better movie. Yeah. But Avengers was like the perfect comic book movie for me. Yeah. Um, so it's always going to be. I don't think it'll ever fall out of my top five, but it's right now number three. Nice. All right. My number two is Infinity War. Uh, I I think it's it was the whole buildup that over the the years of of what we were waiting for. At the very end of Avengers, you see Thanos at the very very end turn his head. I'm like, oh, no, you know, like that's what they're gonna do next, and right. you know, like I, I didn't know what they were gonna do next, and to know that that's what they're gonna go what they were going to do and just to think about oh my god they're going to have to like put more movies out because we need more characters <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah so I guess Infinity War the fact that it's a whole culmination of you know a decade of fun incredible movies and it killed I mean like it, it did not disappoint I mean I don't know if I can watch the movie and think oh well that was bad like well, why did that was stupid no I mean turn it on right now it starts off incredible you know Thor's ship is destroyed already. You know, right. Thor got his ass whooped. It's done already. You're like, what happened? <laughs> you know, and right. uh, yeah, it, it starts well. It it it's a it's a great watch and ends fantastic. 
Yeah, Infinity War is my number two also. And oh, right it's on. just, it, it's everything you said, but uh, everybody loses something in that movie. There, yeah. every Everything is earned in that movie, character-wise and power-wise and things like that. And it's just... It's a, it's just a, a fun roller coaster ride. It's what two and a half hours long, goes by, uh, in a snap, uh, oh. pun intended. <laughs> and it's just, it's just a fun, wild, wild ride. And I just, uh, oh man, I, I, mean, I saw it well, four times in like a week. I just couldn't get enough of that movie. <laughs> um, it's good. Yeah, it's just number. I mean, it would have been number one, but my number one is just like. I don't know, man. I can watch this movie constantly. My number one, oh, but yeah, Infinity War. It's everything you said, and 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 it's just, it's the height of of, of almost everything. And then when we think of it's really the part one of the end, you know, what's Endgame going to be? That's why I'm a little worried. We're hyping ourselves too much for Endgame, you know? Because oh, I think we were a little. Ca- I think we were a little cautious. I think we were more cautious going into Infinity War. Could be. You, you could know, be right because they did yeah. Endgame. They filmed it continuously, did they not? Or I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, they, from when they filmed Endgame, they didn't understand how successful it was going to be. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. Well, we'll and see. what is? And then again, we have this, the Captain Marvel question. Yeah, that's yeah. true too. Okay, so am I at my number one already? You're, you're number one. Winter Soldier. You son of a. <laughs> okay, so we both love this movie. Uh, yeah, how yeah. can you go wrong with it? It's 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 the movie that it has that spy thriller feel to it, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, yeah, they don't really suit up till the very very end of the movie. So it has a lot going for it. And again, it's it's a movie you can watch a lot. Great freaking movie, man. This is my uh, it's my number one also. Um, just like whenever I want to move for a Star Wars movie, I always usually end up putting an empire yeah when like i don't say oh, i'm in the mood to watch empire i always go oh i want to watch a star wars movie and then after i think about it i always pop an empire so it's the same thing recently with marvel like oh i want to watch a marvel movie and it always winds up being winter Soldier getting popped. <laughs> it's cool. it is such a great movie uh i mean look we talked and a lot about it on the show already but i think it's the it's the soft reboot of the marvel universe i'm not saying they needed it but it's the Russo's first film, and it it's when it's the movie you walked out saying, if they keep doing things like this, things are gonna be a lot different from here on forward with yeah. this universe. And and like I said, I don't know if they did it on purpose, but it definitely became the look, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, uh, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther. Look at the quality of these movies that came out that came after it. Right. You know. Uh it, it just can't be beat. Um, it's definitely a, a shift in how they were making their movies and how they were going to, and what they were going to give the audience. And yeah, I think it gave them permission to, to they let the Russos take that chance of making a quote unquote spy thriller where they don't get in costume until the very end. Um, and it, it was probably a risk for them at the time, but it yeah. worked and it worked really well. And that's why now, you can have the space epics of the Guardians of the Galaxy or the, the fantasy realms of, of Thor. And, you know what I mean? Because yeah. now Marvel can branch out into all these different uh, sub-genres of film, and, and it's fantastic. That's so true. That's yeah. It. You, know, a, you have the, the mystical stuff of Doctor Strange. You know? It's the movie that really spearheaded everything that we've been seeing so far. Like, the level yeah. of movies just, I think, went up after Winter Soldier. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
Very cool. All right. So we're going to end on, look, I have a bunch of other topics I'm just going to say to come out. You know, if the fans want to hear our thoughts on them, maybe we'll do another show if they tell us. So we, we had topics like um, the best casting for their parts, um, who was miscast for their parts. That was going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite, uh, no, funniest lines was what I wanted to do. But no. <laughs> All right. So we're going to end with three questions. I got three questions for you. We answer them quickly. You got three questions for me. See. All right. Yes. You want to go first or you want me to go first? I don't care. All right. I'll go first. Yeah. Name a moment in any of the movies that you always fast forward through. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. Oh wow, dude, that I always fast forward through. Hmm. Oh, you know what scene that, that I didn't care for for too much is this. Um, I have to think about this one. It's Iron Man when he's meeting up with uh, Nick Fury and the. Was it the donut shop or diner or something like that? Okay, that's Iron Man 2, I think, right? It is Iron Man 2. I don't know. That, that that was a snoozer for me. I didn't care for it too okay. much. Yeah. All right. Yeah, in, Infin- in Infinity War, I always fast forward through the Thanos Gamora parts on the ship. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, yeah. That's You can skip that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even, even like the first four times I saw young Gamora with the knife. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But then on video now, I'll just fast forward through it. <laughs> I'm like, I get it. She was a kid. She got a knife. <laughs> right, <exactly. laughs> All right, go ahead. What's your question? Okay, uh, let's see. Um, didn't like casting. Oh, one, okay, just one person? Yeah, T- tell me one person. Miscast? You, yeah, miscast. Well, I've said it a thousand times. Uh, Jeremy Renner. <laughs> I, I just don't. I, he doesn't come off like he likes being Hawkeye. Now, Ronan's a little darker, and he looks like he's having a little bit more "quote unquote" fun with the character in the little bits we've seen him in the trailer. Right. So maybe that's the same. Maybe because look, Hawkeye in the comic books was he was a leader, but he was also a jokester and a ladies' man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Jeremy Renner and I love you know I loved Hawkeye in the comics. Plus, say he's the only one they didn't even try to give him his comic accurate costume. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I get it, it's big and purple, but still. Yeah. Um, and you're a big so fan the, of Hawkeye too. So I love Hawkeye. Sting more a little bit. Yeah, Sting's more. And like I said, I don't think Jeremy. You know, we talked about it at nauseum about how everyone else seems to love playing their characters and and, and really lean into it. And he's just like whatever. Yeah, I guess I'm Hawkeye. Yeah. You know. Um, I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I just don't. I just think he's miscast. Uh, it, it, I, I'm not sure if he was alive at the time, but. Mm-hmm. I think Paul Walker would have been a fantastic Hawkeye. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. I Brie Larson. Okay. I know it made a billion dollars. I I don't like her. <laughs> I mean, again, oh, I I shouldn't say that. I don't think she was directed and written properly. I think mostly directed. I think, um, but or, or maybe because the character was weak too. But there's something about her character. Like, I, I, I don't know. When I watched Captain Marvel, I almost had to force myself. Like, I had to make myself. I was trying to make myself like the character. And and I felt like I, I was trying so hard. Like, come on. I, there's got to be something about this character, how she's being portrayed. I don't know. There's something about that that just, eh, you know. And, you know, when I saw her in the Endgame trail, I was like, oh, you're there too? What the hell? So, yeah. Dude, can I tell you when I was putting these lists together, I totally forgot about Captain Marvel existing. No, because it doesn't. The, the, the movie, <laughs> the movie. Yeah, I just totally like. Oh yeah, Captain Marvel. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. 
Um, favorite non-powered character, non-superhero character. Non-superhero. So like a supporting cast, yeah. Yeah. In any of the movies, any one person, any of the movies. Uh, all right, off the top of my head, Pepper, maybe I guess. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Top of my head. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I, that's that's one I have to probably think about. Like, dude, there's 20 movies. Uh, <laughs> non-powered supporting cat. Oh, I don't know. Coulson, maybe? Avengers, I guess? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Who you got? Um, I forgot who I had. Oh. <laughs> I didn't write it down. Who's my favorite non-powered character? Uh, Scarlet Witch. Well, <laughs> I mean, the Black Widow. The easy choice would be Nick Nick Fury, but I don't want to go there. Uh, I like Ned Ned a lot. Oh, <laughs> uh, he was funny, good comic relief. There you go. Um, I, oh, oh, that's why Peggy Carter. Love Peggy Carter. Oh, Peggy, yes, love okay. Peggy. Peggy. And Peggy's I have a feeling if time travel is involved in Endgame, I think we're going to see Peggy one more time. Oh hell yeah! That's how do you think Cap's going to leave? Mm, in her arms. Nice. Goodbye. Time for that dance, Captain. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, second question. Uh, kind of piggybacking on that thought when Endgame is over and we know a lot of contracts are expiring who are you going to miss the most Chris Evans boom yeah okay and uh, they better not I don't want no put the shield in a case in Avengers Mansion I don't want I don't want Buck <laughs> carrying it I don't want Falcon carrying it maybe yeah. the Black Widow I'll let her carry it but <laughs> I don't need another Captain America I don't need her no alright yeah don't do it Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I kind of answered this one, and so, and you kind of answered. So, give a different answer. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. What's your What's your go-to Marvel film? You're in the mood for a Marvel movie. What are you gonna put in? Oh, and I can't say Winter Soldier. No, or Iron Man. You said Iron Man, so oh, you so, like to watch well, a lot. All right. I guess Infinity War. I guess. Okay. Uh, oh well, maybe Civil War. Shoot. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. If I had to pop it, well, I, you know what? I'm going to say Infinity War because right now it's on Netflix, so it's easy access. Okay. <laughs> then I'll say Civil War because Civil War is just a fun movie to watch. <laughs> it really That's is. It's just a great fun movie to watch. It, it, if it, I it. couldn't say Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I would just say that. Okay, last question. All right, this is not about the last 10 years. I mean, what we've seen, but this is going to be for Endgame. Ready? What is one scene or one thing you think no, I mean, let me rephrase that. Not that you think it will happen in the movie, but maybe something you want to happen, it probably won't happen in the movie, but you want to see in the movie, maybe? Something I'd like to see in the movie? Yeah. Whether it may or may not happen, you know, it may not fit the context of the story of what you understand of it, but is there something that you want to see that, that maybe you haven't seen in, in the last decade? Like, is there something that you want to see that you, that hasn't been done yet? Well, I want to. I'm not sure if this answers your question, but I really, really, and I'm not even joking. I really want to see Cap, whether he gets powered up or Thanos gets powered down, lay a punch on Thanos like he does on Hitler. <laughs> I just want. I just. I just want Cap to get one good one in there and just lay him out. Okay. You know. Okay. Well, I'm glad you said that because my mine was, Cap lifts, Thor's hammer, and freaking, punts it. <laughs> like knocks Thanos's head oh, across the world, kind of like kind of like when when Thor hit Hulk with the hammer in Avengers, right. when they were fighting on the Hulk carrier. Yeah, wow, right? Because they alluded to he in Avengers worthy. two, 
he kind of moved it a little bit. Like yes. The- and I and I my feeling was it was like I did it, but you know it's Cap. Like I, I don't want to steal his thunder. You know I don't want to make him feel so bad. But he's like at this time he becomes he becomes worthy, lifts up Mjolnir, and just rocks Thanos' world with it. Um, yeah, but Mjolnir's gone, dude. And Stormbreaker well, doesn't have the same enchantment. All right. Well, like I said. That would have been a great moment, though. Yeah. It's <laughs> something I, w- I would love to see. Oh, well, look, if time down. travel's involved, maybe it can happen. Oh, never know. Oh, crap. Can I change my answer? Of course. Because I've been saying this for years. I want to see somehow all five original Avengers on screen together at once. So that's the Wasp, Ant-Man, Hulk, Thor, and Iron Man. Oh, busting out like it, a comic book like that? They just just pose. You don't have to actually fight. Like, everyone no, like a, like a like a quick second where they're all in the same scene about oh. to do something. You know what I mean? There you go. Yeah. And that's all you need. The, the tricky part, I think, would be the Wasp. But <laughs> no, I mean, because she's been, you know, ghosted away. Y- yeah. Yeah. So um, I would. I, you have to give, you know what I mean? Don't you oh, have to shoot. give the fans the original team up, team oh, lineup? Hell yeah. Like one last a, a, battle. One scene that makes a good wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> one good photo. Just for my iPhone. <laughs> Just a little wallpaper yeah. action. Yeah. Hey, that was fun, man. Yeah, I was, dude, I, I, look, I, listeners, I told you in the beginning, we we're going to geek out on this. Yeah. And uh, we sure did. Um, yeah, so we got two weeks until the movie premieres. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. All right. I got to thank you here, Jonathan. Thank you right. to, uh, Chris Burfield, the Burf Man. Uh, thank you for following us on Instagram. Really cool guy. He's been chit-chatting with me about... Well, I actually met him on the Indiana Jones, Dr. Indiana Jones account. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, man, <laughs> I think you like the podcast. Hey, there's, there's a lot of cross, cross-culture cross going on with that. Absolutely, yeah, really. So I was like, man, I'm, I'm chatting with this guy like I've known this guy forever. This is kind of awkward. <laughs> but really nice guy. Check out check out his account if you, if you get the opportunity. Van Burf underscore media. Awesome sauce. Boom. And guess what, man? You can find what? us on a lot of platforms, man. You know we have a Facebook account. Did you know that? What? Nerd and Me Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Nerd and Me, Twitter, Nerd and Me Podcast, YouTube, Nerd and Me Podcast. But lots of videos lately. I'm putting one up maybe sometime this week and uh, of some more indie stuff. Um, anything else? Anything else you want to... Uh, no, just keep on listening to the Nerd and Me. Uh, oh, also, Fat Guys in Little Coats, we just did a trip. Thank you. We'll be, we'll be podcasting about that soon, and uh, we'll be talking about it. We had a good time. Lots to talk about. I can't wait. Famous people scene. Yes, I can't wait. Yeah, well, Alan, Alan was getting a play-by-play via text. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. He might have some questions for us. We might have to bring you on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your stories from that Comic Con. You got some, from what you told me so far. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm totally excited. Fat guys in little coats. Listen for it whenever you guys. When you guys plan on doing that one? Uh, I have to talk to him. Okay. Hopefully this week. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> your fan is waiting. <laughs> My fan. You're me. So I'm a good. I'm a fan. Big fan. Big fan of your show. Very good. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Till next time. Marvel! Peace. <laughs>